welcome to the Real Life Love Podcast. It is your host, Michael Gibson, alongside the ever-honorable, ever-devoted, ever-kabuki, whatever that Japanese thing we talked about next week. Kansuki. Kansuki. Captain Dad is here. Yes, I am back with you, and we got last week done. We're here for this week. I just love doing these, even if I get to be the sidekick. And as uh, long as I can bring the Kintsuki back into your life of the gold. <laughs> you Man. are Kintsuki in my life, Dad. You are. You are. Your cracks are filled with gold. So Your cracks are filled with gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, oh, man. Well, uh, we I, uh, can take that I, in a lot of different ways, but you could. have to go back. If you didn't hear the first podcast on this series of real life love, you got to go back so you can kind of know what we're talking about. Yeah, it was a good episode. I, I actually I um have done a lot of reading on honor, especially when I was writing this book. But I have not heard of the uh, Kintsuki, so um, yes. I thought that was I thought that was pretty neat. And we still don't really know how to say that, so um, yes. we probably should. And take that's Japanese. not a drink. Yes. So um, Mark Van Druff is currently writing the pronunciation and sending it via carrier pigeon back here to the United yes. States. I'm looking forward so. to his response. I know, I know, me too, me too. So, um, well, anyway, so yeah, we talked all about honor last week. And uh, by the way, if you're, um, if you really aren't just joining us, uh, I really would recommend going back and downloading episode one of the Real Life Love Book Podcast, um, which is uh, which is on honor because um, we're kind of going to be referencing that really for. I guess really the next two episodes because um, honor really goes hand in glove uh, with what we're going to with what we're going to be talking about this week and then next week and so be sure to start back from the beginning and uh, you also if you didn't listen to last week might be wondering what is going on what is this book um, I wrote a book it's uh, called Real Life Love saying goodbye to the fairy tale and hello to true relationships and um, it's actually been selling all over the country which is really cool and um, I uh, I you know I mean after I sold my first copy I was like it's a bestseller but you know it's it's, uh, I'm just, it was amazed that somebody would even buy the book. So, um, so it's a bestseller in my mind, probably not to uh, my publisher or really anybody yet, but, um, hey, but mom it, and dad is a bestseller too. That's right. That's right. So be sure to get the best-selling book, Real Life Love. And uh, so anyway, over the course of seven weeks, Dan and I are going to be talking about uh, the content out of Real Life Love. We're going to be talking to you about uh, the backstory, about where uh, some of these principles came from, um, from where I learned them from grandpa, um, uh, which is my grandfather. It was Gary Smalley. And um, and then uh, we're also going to give you uh, kind of a, a bird's eye view of the content. And so maybe how um, if you if you haven't read the book yet, maybe how you can instantly start practicing some of this stuff um, so that when you do read the book, um, you can kind of know you, know, you can already have a, a leg up on, on all the other readers. And so I'm actually holding a copy in my hand and it's a little yellow book um, and it has some cool scripting and a big red heart on the front. And um, so, so by the way, oh, I just cut Captain Dad off. What were you going to say, Dad? <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to say, I love the cover. It's a great cover. Oh, Thank you. You know, it's funny. I, I was actually just going to go into this before I cut you off, but I was going to say, you know, um, I, I, I'm a little embarrassed saying this, but um, when I first got the book, um, the, so basically, you know, publishing is actually a two-year process. So the book that you are hearing about right now and um, that you might be reading soon um, was actually birds really two years ago in uh, in the summer of 2017. And um, and so kind of throughout the process, you know, you reach different milestones with books, like you finish the content and you go through editing and then you get a cover and then, you know, there's so many different steps. And so when I got the cover for the very first time, I actually was a little bit discouraged. I was like, really? Yellow? 
Um, but uh, really, the the more I've looked at it, and and um, I actually ended up sending it to um, to like I think like almost. 200 of my, of my friends and, and colleagues and, and everyone just raved about it. And so I've actually really fallen and fallen in love with my, with my yellow cover here. And, hey, and, um, and your so publisher was more in with what's in style before I everyone know. else was yellow's I hot know. right now. I know, I know. And, and so they, I, they definitely know what they're doing way more than, than I do. And so, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to go get a yellow them. shirt. That's right. That's right. And yellow's kind of become a big deal with our family, but that's a story for another day. So anyway, so this week, Dad, we are going to be talking about um, what you and I refer to as the greatest destroyer of relationships. And yes. if you have this quality in your life, this is the one quality of the seven things that you really need to get rid of. In fact, um, you know, all the, the six other categories are something adding to your life. But this chapter is all about taking away something that is vitally important for you to take away if you're going to um, if you're going to have healthy relationships. And all of us experience it. So it's not like some people get it. All of us get this. It's a, it's a germ that we get, and unfortunately, like an allergy season, it just comes around when at the most inconvenient times in our lives. And you know, like we get a runny nose or we get a rash or get scratchy or whatever, and that's really what this does. And But the thing is, is how we get rid of it is what matters. But before yeah. we get rid of it, we got to find out what is the cause of this destroyer of relationships, because as we look back on honor, which we say is the foundation of great relationships, and but then we're also going to experience this destroyer. And if we have this, it's really going to knock out what the foundation is to relationships, which we say is honor. So we want to make sure that we're aware of this. So that way, when it does come around, we know what to do. And so yeah. the major destroyer of relationships is what? Is anger. Yes. If you have anger in your life, you will never achieve satisfying relationships. And even and even if you're like, you know, if you're one of those people that say, you know, Michael and Roger, my anger actually helps me in life because it makes me more focused at work and it, you know, drives me forward. Um, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Yep. And, um, and so you got to get rid of anger in your life if you're going to have healthy relationships. And so like dad said, really this chapter is all about identifying anger and uh, it's really about, um, I guess looking inward to see, do you have this germ? Are you infected with this? And then, um, next week we're going to talk about the, uh, the antidote to yes. this, uh, to this poison. And so, um, right, because but like anyway, we said, so, everyone gets in, the, everyone gets this. Yeah. And by the way, the Bible does say that it's okay to, to get angry. It's just not okay to stay angry. And so really, you know, anger is a natural emotion. And like dad said, in fact, I would venture to say that we experience anger moments every single day, yep. but it's really, how do we get rid of that? And, but the, like you said, the, in order to get rid of it, we first have to discover if we have it. And, uh, and so that's what we're going to be talking about this week. And so we're kind of going to give you a web MD description on, uh, on if you suffer from anger and then next week we're going to teach you how to get rid of it. So, um, so dad, let's, let's deep dive into this. And, and so, you know, I, um, I always get a little emotional talking about this. And so I, I, I can't guarantee you that like the movie, uh, gosh, what's it called? The holiday, um, like Jude Law, that movie, I am a major weeper. So I usually tend to get a little emotional because this is a big part of my story. And, and, um, and so, but dad, I actually, believe it or not, I found myself within the clutches of anger without realizing that I was angry. And, and really it was through a 
powerful encounter I had with a buddy of mine in college that I really began to discover what I, what I was going through. And then, um, also, you know, it was, it was really through, um, it was really through you and, and through grandpa that I really began to discover, um, what was wrong with me. And so, um, and so really, you know, I think anger is probably one of the most, uh, commonly misunderstood emotions, um, that we, that we have as humans, because, um, I think a lot of times, uh, people think of anger as this emotion that people feel when they cut you off in traffic and they maybe give you an unkind gesture, um, or, you know, they're at a restaurant and the food comes out wrong or the food doesn't come out fast enough. And, um, and, you know, people tend to, to rage and, you know, get upset. And, and so, um, and so, you know, that's a, that's definitely a symptom of anger, but really anger is, is so much more than that. And, um, you know, one of the things that I've gotten the most feedback, um, out of this book is actually in, in the chapter, um, grandpa used to say that anger was really, um, a host of other emotions that are, go so much deeper than just kind of the instant knee jerk reaction of rage. And so a lot of people don't know that, um, anger can actually be frustration. It can be disappointment. It can be heartbreak. It can be fear. It can be criticism. It can be unmet expectations, which is a big one. And it can also be worry. And so if you are somebody that maybe experiences one of those emotions frequently, you might actually have anger inside. Yep. And going back to what you just shared, Michael, before that is anger is an emotion and it's not a bad emotion. It's the second part. Don't sin in our anger. And really anger is good. Anger can motivate us to good things. It can move us. Because really what it's all about is our response. How we react is what can make us destroy relationships or it could actually build relationships. But unfortunately, the things that you just shared from frustration, disappointment, heartbreak, fear, criticism, unmet expectation, worry, it usually drives us to bad reactions or or a bad choice. And that's why we destroy relationships is not because of that emotion by itself, but what it drives us to that destroys. So I've never seen anyone in rage, like they do get angry, they get frustrated, right? So we get frustrated. And then how we respond to people, maybe escalating really loud in our voice, yelling at the person, then we call them, you know, a name, and then we say, "I can't believe I've ever were friends with you. You're you're a backstabber. You betray, you know." And then we may not. We can throw things at people, you know. Those are all things that destroy relationships, and it's caused because of the anger. Yeah, that we have. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah. You're so right. And, and, you know, I, I like how you said you talked about the response because, um, one of the, the, the sentences that I, I put in this book, which it's, I really believe is, is kind of where the pain from anger comes from is anger is the response to the lie that we believe about ourselves. And so, you know, I think that a lot of times when we start thinking about those different emotions, like, uh, fear, um, you know, uh, being criticized or, you know, your expectations not being met, it, you tend to, uh, I, I've, at least in my experience, when I was dealing with anger, uh, a lot of times I would actually feel those emotions. Um, and, and then I would begin to believe that I wasn't worthy or that I wasn't good enough or that I wasn't, um, that I was never going to be happy. And, and, um, and so, 
you know, I think that's where the danger of anger really becomes is that, is that it almost like it sinks down inside of you like a cinder block. And it just kind of, you know, just stews and, and eventually, you know, um, as more of those different situations in life, which are natural come about, uh, just picture those cinder blocks building and building and building and building until eventually you've just kind of stonewalled yourself away from the, from the emotions and the feelings of what truly makes a healthy relationship. It's like your, your perception of life gets skewed. And so, um, you know, dad, one of the big parts of my story is I just, I want to share it with our listeners is, is, um, I found myself in the clutches of anger, uh, really in high school and college and, uh, most definitely in high school, um, because I uh, was teased a lot in high school and, and now, you know, we call it bullying, but it's crazy to think that even just a few years ago, um, you know, it, it, when I was in high school, uh, which is almost 10 years ago, which is crazy. Wow. That is um, you know, crazy. I know, I know, but we, we kind of really, I don't think we understood necessarily really the impact that bullying had, has on kids and, and not just kids, you know, even teenagers. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, high school was really the first time that I really ever felt any kind of, um, I guess, uh, any kind of feeling like I was, you know, abnormal or weird even. And, and, um, and so, which, you know, I wasn't, I mean, I mean, God made me in a very certain way, but in high school, I was different from a lot of the other guys. I, uh, you know, loved photography and, and, um, you know, I, I loved hanging out with my family and, and, uh, you know, I talked about, uh, being a writer and, and, um, and so, you know, I, I was just different than everybody else because the normal guys were all chasing girls, you know, and, and, uh, they played the, the stereotypical sports, you know, basketball, football, baseball. And, and, you know, I played on the golf team, which I guess is an athletic sport, but, um, you know, I, uh, it's because some people consider it not to be the coolest sport, you know, I consider it to be cool. And, um, but you know, so I just, I was really, really different. And so I remember, um, one day I was sitting at the lunch table and, um, and a couple of guys, you know, were talking really loudly and they didn't think I could hear them. And one of the guys said, why do you think Michael Gibson never dates any girls? And the other guy said, well, obviously it's because he's gay. And I remember I, I totally slumped down in my chair and, and I remember I was just like gay. I thought, you know what, apparently, you know, all of these different, um, all these different parts of my life, like, um, you know, not necessarily fitting into the quote unquote, you know, manly man guy box that high schoolers tend to put each other in, you know, obviously that was, that was, uh, that put me in that category. And, and so, you know, I, uh, I remember thinking, you know, I'm not gay and, right. um, you know, that it was a lie. And, um, and so, um, and so I remember I, I kind of sank lower and lower and, and really dad, what really hurt the most was, you know, I mean, I could take all the petty insults about, you know, my interests and, you know, I had a higher voice in high school and, and, um, so, you know, I could take all that, but, um, really, you know, when, when these other guys started questioning my sexuality and, and really blocked me from being part of the quote unquote popular friend group, it really hurt me. Right. And, yeah. and so, and I didn't realize I think how bad it hurt me, but I think that I started showing that, that anger because really, I mean, you know, if you look at this, this list of, um, of symptoms of anger, you know, um, uh, disappointment and, and unmet expectations and, and, uh, you know, a fear and, and, um, uh, gosh, disappointment for sure. And worry and frustration. You know, I think, I, I mean, you could just literally check the box with how I felt with, with being bullied and, and, and through this specific way. And, um, and so I, uh, I really found myself, you know, being disengaged and, and, um, with our family activities and, and, um, you know, I, I found myself, you know, not treating mom and you and, and my sisters with, with respect. And, and, um, you know, I just found myself being really, really different, but probably what I found myself most different in is my confidence. 
And, um, you know, in fact, I, I really, um, have just kind of started thinking about this recently, but, um, you know, it's funny whenever you realize you're in anger and whenever you get to the other side of it, you kind of uh, think about all the different things that you went through and you kind of be able to connect the dots about why some of the things happened. And, and, you know, I never spoke out in class because I was too afraid that people would think my voice, um, you know, was weird and, and, you know, and, and then I would get teased for my voice. And, and, you know, I, I, even when I got to college and, you know, I met some really awesome guys. In fact, many of them listen to this podcast and I see them all the time. And I went to five different schools. Um, that's another story for actually, we're going to talk about that in a few episodes later. Um, and so I met a lot of awesome people and, and I still see them all the time and we talk on, and, uh, but I remember I was too afraid to, um, uh, to engage in relationships, relationships with those people, because I was nervous that like my other guy friends would be like, Oh, I can't get close to Michael because you know, he's going to try and hit on me because of his voice. And, and, you know, it was just, just, it was really sort of lies. And, um, and, uh, so, you know, and I was always kind of afraid to date because, you know, I, I didn't want, you know, my girlfriend thinking, you know, gosh, you know, I'm dating a, a gay guy, you know? And, and, um, and so, um, and so that was always really, really challenging for me. And, and, um, and so, um, and so I found myself deep in the clutches of, of anger. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I kind of found myself in this, in this bottomless pit. And, um, and so it, it was, it was really, really challenging for me. And so, but it wasn't until I met my friend, uh, Brandon, um, and, uh, I attended this, one of my five schools was I attended this little community college in, in Los Angeles and I was kind of in, you know, of a rougher part of Los Angeles. And so literally the classroom was, was, uh, divided based on which gang you're a part of. And so us <laughs> neutral people sat in the middle of the classroom. And, um, and I remember this guy had this t-shirt on from this really incredible church in, in, in the Los Angeles area. And so, you know, um, we, it was a public speaking class and our first assignment was we had to do a, a presentation, uh, on somebody else in the class. And so we partnered up and, and, uh, he said, Hey, he said, you know, I'd love to talk more about, you know, you and I'd love to get to know each other so we can do this project. Right. And uh, so he said, do you want to go grab a taco with me? And so I, I said, yes. And, and so, um, he actually ended up telling me his testimony and, and he told me this heart wrenching story about his upbringing and, and how, you know, his dad walked down on him when he was, um, I think like three or four years old. And, and, um, so he lived his whole life without a dad and to make it worse, he had different guys come into his home, marry his mom, but then, you know, they would get divorced, you know, several months later and they'd be right back out again. And, and, um, so he said he found himself, um, you know, making really unwise choices. Like he was, you know, really deep into a pornography addiction and, and, um, you know, he dated around and, and, uh, he, he said that, you know, he would disrespect people all the time. And, and so really he, he actually ended up finding Christ, um, at this incredible church in Los Angeles. And, and, um, and so the Lord really started doing a work on his heart and he met this incredible youth pastor who really helped him identify that, you know, some of these things that he was going through and, and some of this, this, these deep painful things really resulted from the anger he carried from his dad uh, walking out on him. And, and, um, and so when I heard that, I sat back in my chair and I honestly was kind of, you know, dumbfounded because, you know, even though, you know, I can say that, you know, some of my anger issues didn't really, you know, culminate into some of those areas. You know, I definitely found myself kind of a slave to the lies that I was believing about myself. And so in, in, in that case, I became angry. And, um, and so, uh, you know, dad, I can't help but think that, you know, maybe some, some, our listener who's our listener friend who, you know, is, is listening to this is probably thinking, gosh, you know, I, I've been through some really tough stuff and, you know, and, and it's really, I, I kind of maybe hold some resentment towards that. Um, you know, I would really encourage you to really pray and, and check your heart and see, you know, do you in fact suffer from anger? Yeah. And it doesn't matter what age and, and we all have wounds in our past 
And unfortunately, you got that wound and, and how you respond and how we start identifying those wounds. And then how, how do I'm sure our listeners are wondering. So, Michael, you went through this and, you know, a lot of people have been through bullying, whether they were to star or not or most popular or not. Um, you know, everyone experiences something of a wound and. I'm sure they're wondering. So, Michael, that was, I'm sure, a very big wound. How did you work through that? <laughs> well, you're going to have to come back next week. Yes. Because um, next week we're going to really talk about, I think, to be um, the secret sauce to being able to restore your relationships. Because, you know, Dad, we love Dr. John Gottman. Yep. And um, he talks a lot. He, in fact, um, if you don't know who Dr. John Gottman is, you should Google him because he's an incredible man. And, um, uh, him and his wife have this uh, center at the University of Washington. And um, I think, what is it, Dad, that he can predict if a couple's going to get divorced by like 90 Over 90%, 94%. he can predict if a couple's going to make it or not. Like yeah, 97%. And so really, it's, it's freaky. Yeah. I mean, that's just amazing to me. And uh, the fact that he's been able to do all that research. And his stuff is amazing. And, um, you know, when you talk about next week, it's going to be amazing to see what happens next week because it's really what transforms relationships more than anything. Yeah, but um, yeah, and so you know, Doctor Gottman, really, this this uh, this anger thing is really is really you know, it's actually what he says to be the number one killer of relationships, and and um, you know, he also talks about the four deadly horsemen, and really, it all culminates from what we're talking about is as far as anger, it's all emotions branched out from anger, and so um, next week, um, if you are feeling like uh, this is you. If you're uh, maybe feeling like you might be in the clutches of anger yourself, uh, next week we're going to show you uh, how to get rid of that and how to instantly restore your relationship uh, almost overnight with this with this powerful secret. It's, it's so, the reboot. Um, it's the reboot, yeah. So if you need a reboot, um, be sure to press subscribe on this podcast and, and so you can be reminded when this episode comes out next week. Yeah. And, um, and so that's a good I think tease. we're going to uh, say goodbye. we got to come back. Yeah, that's right. Because we all that's blow right. it. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. And, hey, Dr. John Godman, who is the God, the father of love, can, <laughs> can validate that in his research. I think it's something worth definitely coming back for because it changes everything. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure John appreciates that. So uh, we'll see you next week, everybody.